Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Donut Racing Show, everybody, where we bring a lunchable mindset to the Ibirico ham-obsessed podium of Formula One racing. The drivers aren't the only people now obsessed with Hamon Ibirico, okay? My name is Nolan Sykes. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, my favorite auto journalist, Elizabeth Blackstock. Good morning. And Alanis King. Hi! And in today's episode, we are talking about the Singapore Grand Prix. But Max Verstappen did not finish on the podium in the Singapore Grand Prix, and I believe that is because he was in a Monaco jail with Nolan, correct? That's right. I'm back from Europe. Uh, I was there for two weeks with my fiance. We went to a wedding out in the south of France, so that means I got to go check out Monaco on the very last day we were there. Or Monte Carlo, actually, walked around the city Man, what a place. Since this is a Formula One show, I did get to see some of the the, the Monaco Grand Prix sp- street circuit because uh, it's the streets. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> That's crazy, Nolan. I've never yeah. heard of that before. I was trying to go to the uh, the Rainier Third car collection, which they have at the course, uh, basically underneath the main straight there. It's a car collection. Rainier Third, I think, was the king or prince of Monaco amassed a huge car collection with some uh, some Formula One cars in there. Unfortunately, I thought they closed at 6 o'clock. They actually closed at 5 o'clock. I was very disappointed. Uh-huh. I was pissed, actually, because the website said 6 <laughs> o'clock. Uh, but their sign on their door said 5 o'clock. So I'm like, what 
What are we doing? Just imagine Nolan just stomping on the streets of Monaco. Just That's how furious. he gets put into jail. He fights. Yes, that's what yeah. we find next for staff. I got in jail. too mad. Uh, I forgot to pay the guy to use the restroom, which is a thing that they have over in Europe. You got to pay a euro so pretty much. much every time you got to take a leak. Which no, I got to go to the bathroom once every 30 minutes. Well, that's the thing, Alanis. You won't have to because they also don't give you any liquids to drink ever with any of your meals. What is going on in Europe? You have to order water. They charge you. <laughs> what is going on over there? Look, I'm kind of kidding, but like those are like the only kind of things that I didn't really like about Europe. There's this different, you know, it's cultural differences, whatever. Uh, also, their bathrooms are very clean. So maybe that has to do with the fact that you pay to use them. I loved it over there. It was amazing. Monaco saw the main straight, saw the start finish line. Uh, with the wedding that we were at, the ceremony was at this church in Monte Carlo. So to get to the ceremony, I just had the GPS take us and I went down Raskas, the, the hairpin there. Uh, it's a lot bigger than it looks on TV, actually. But because the F1 cars are so long, uh, they get jammed up. And then we went to the, uh, the iconic tunnel there. It was so great. And like... There's the main straight, and then there's the right-hand turn that goes up the hill. On camera, it doesn't look that steep, but Chloe and I went to the casino square, to the Monte Carlo Casino, and that hill is actually pretty dang steep. (laughs) It's crazy. The the cameras just don't do the elevation justice. They don't. And also, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense, but, like, it's steep. It's like when you're watching any oval race, like you don't notice what the banking is like until you stand on the racetrack and all of a Mm -hmm. sudden you realize, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, this is like a wall. It's wild. You just can't see it. You can't see the elevation. You can't. It was was awesome. Uh, Oh, I also watched the first week we were there. I was in Spain in Barcelona and I went to go watch the Monza Grand Prix because I was like, I got to see Max get 10 in the row or see if the Monza (laughs) curse is real. And Chloe and I are walking around and we see a sports bar and it says, Hey, at two o'clock Monza Grand Prix, Grand Prix to Italy is going to be on. I was like, hell yeah, this place is going to be popping with F1 fans. I can't wait to watch an F1 race in Europe with Europeans. uh, Carlos Spaniard is on pole. I'm sure this place is going to be packed. Everyone's going to be rocking that Ferrari gear. I can't wait. I get in there. I had to ask them to turn the race off <laughs> what? because the rest of the people in there were these Scots watching their Ranger game, a footy match on the TV. <laughs> a couple of them got very belligerent. Just They were just trashed. I, I got to see it firsthand. Uh, the UK soccer mania, football mania. Luckily, there's some other Scots in there. Uh, Lewis and Liam. Liam said what's up. Liam is, uh, he said that. Uh, after watching Donut Media that like inspired him to become a mechanics apprentice. They have apprenticeships over there too. Yes. Uh, yes. Paid apprenticeships. Um, and I thought that was so cool. So shout out to Liam and Lewis. You guys Aww. are cool as hell. That's so cool. They must feel so special because like they have the names of Formula One drivers too. I know. I was just thinking. on the grid. Yeah. So yeah, I was the only one watching the race. Uh, it was hilarious. I was kind of let down, to be honest. I was like, man, it's going to be sick. And nobody else gave a shit. Everyone was watching Scottish football. Uh, so, I don't know. It was great. Great time over there in Europe. And I'm, But I'm happy to be back. You know, after two weeks, I was like, okay, I'm ready to get back home to my cats. Oh, I mentioned Iberian ham. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's no. my new thing. I got to find a Spanish deli or something. I got to get my dry, my dry-aged ham over here. It's a banger. It's so good. But, yeah, great trip. 
but I'm happy to be back with you guys. Let's talk about Singapore. We start with practice, and the stars of practice were the lizards, which this is the case every single time. You go to Singapore, and there are lizards everywhere, and they're all over the track. So here comes Max Verstappen, and he goes, ah, there's a lizard again on the track, a smaller one this time. And his engineer GP says, maybe Godzilla had a kid. And if you don't know Godzilla, <laughs> this is a reference to 2016. Who doesn't know Godzilla? Well, no, 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 Godzilla, the Singapore Godzilla, with the F1 Singapore Godzilla. Oh. Yes. There was okay. a lizard on track in, like, 2016 that was, like, huge this dude he was a big one and so they called him godzilla so gp says maybe godzilla had a kid you see that was me that was my bad i came at you for not knowing godzilla because i know that you've probably only seen one godzilla the 1999 matthew broderick godzilla uh nolan i haven't seen a single godzilla okay we'll see the one was it 2016 i think that okay one. see that see that one first it's really good anyway okay uh, but i apologize I apologize. Thank you, Nolan. you were teaching me. I came at you with the heat. <laughs> Nolan was like, Alanis is so uncultured. She has no idea. <laughs> the only thing she does is leave her house and go to Chili's or Texas Roadhouse and then go home. She's never seen a single movie. Well, that last part is true. Well, it's true. I've never. <laughs> I, I watched The Matrix for the first time like two years ago. Wild yes. stuff. So there were tons of lizards on the track. So I think there were four lizard appearances and... Sad news of the weekend. Fernando Alonso ran over a lizard. I've done that. That's not good. <laughs> what? <laughs> there, there, we, <laughs> we have so many lizards at my house because I live out in the middle of nowhere. And I, I backed over one one day because I thought I had shoot him out from under my thing. He's like, you know, like two inches big. And I ripped his tail off and I cried. <laughs> so well, the tail's fine. They regrow those, I think. Yeah, but or the, maybe that was something that my dad the, told me to the make. The tail feel was better. the only part that made it. The tail was the only non-squish. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, see, I didn't I didn't watch the Fernando contact with the lizard. I couldn't do it. No, I don't know if anybody else watched it, but Fernando definitely F1 posted that highlight on motherless.com. You have to go find that one. <laughs> no, they posted uh, it on x.com. Yeah. Oh. Well, the sketchy website thing. X. Same thing now. <laughs> um, so there were three yellow flags thanks to the lizards, which I think is beautiful. And another thing I think is beautiful is everybody shows up to Singapore and they're like, oh my goodness, lizards. And it's like, yeah, lizards, they're always there. What did you expect? I think we should incorporate the lizards into the race weekend more. And I don't know why they haven't made that a focal part of the the whole thing. Like... Every team should have a lizard. Every team should have a lizard mascot. I I mean, it's no surprise. It's a Southeast Asian country. Very rainforest heavy, right? We're building in their home. Totally agree. Okay. We should not be surprised. So these are nice lizards and Fernando ran one over. And I think that is wrong. Charge him with a war crime. Did Fernando apologize for running over the lizard? He's probably like, oh, yeah, I didn't. I, I guess I ran over a lizard. <laughs> That's unfortunate, but you know, I got to do my thing. Uh, <laughs> next time I'll go look out for him. Um, Sorry to the guys back at the shop. <laughs> you were just in Spain. <laughs> didn't really talk to too many Spaniards in Spain. I got to admit. Who did you talk to? Uh, most like the Scots, Scots. apparently. <laughs> uh, mostly other tourists. <laughs> 
let's talk about qualifying. Max Verstappen in Q1, he stopped in the pit lane uh, for some bizarre reason, uh, leading Charles Leclerc to chime in. You cannot stop like this. Come on. GP uh, checked in with Max and asked if he was okay. And uh, Max had a, a very relatable moment where he's just like, it's just a lot of... And then just didn't finish the, the sentence, <laughs> which, I, <laughs> which I've done. <laughs> Chloe has asked me, hey, like, what's up? And I'm just like spacing out after a week of shoots going, yeah, it's just... It's just a lot of uh, uh yeah. I'm just I'm I'm just, it's it's fine, babe. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. <laughs> I've got nothing else going on. I'm just tired. This isn't a cry for help. I relate to you, Max. Anyway, it looks okay now, mate. Get out there. I was listening to the the F1 TV broadcast for qualifying, and they were hypothesizing that what had happened was Max stopped because there was a lot of traffic, and that was what he was about to say. There's a lot of traffic. But if he said that, he'd have gotten penalized ah. because you can't just stop and do that. Uh, so shout out to Jolian Palmer, my man, who has the freaking he actually knows what was what happened there. Uh, so I thought that was very interesting. Wasn't it Jolian Palmer who knocked you off a scooter? Yeah. Shout out to Jolian Palmer. We love you, Jolian. Sh- shout out to Jolian Palmer. Palmer. No, that's Jolian Palmer is like the Tony Romo of F1 commentators now. <laughs> Because, like, he, he adds so much insight. He's great. He's really good. And then there's Nico, who's just like, yeah, I take a picture with the car, and then the car goes up Dies. in flames. So Alpha Tauri had great times in Q1. Yuki and Liam Lawson had great laps. Lance Stroll, he crashed into the final barrier, uh, destroyed that car. That car is history, and... He, yeah, he could not race for the rest of the weekend. They didn't, I guess, didn't have a spare car. Also, he might have been a little shaken up by that. Well, the the rules say that if you you have to have completed like a practice session or one session, a whole session prior to starting the race. So because he crashed out in qualifying, they couldn't just plug someone else into the mm-hmm. car. Uh, so even if they had a backup available, which I'm sure I they see. probably did, they wouldn't have been able to put anyone in it and have them go. Eliminated in Q1 were Valtteri Bottas, Oscar Piastri, Logan Sargent, Zhou Guan Yu, and Lance Stroll. Very sad. It was a sad day. Sad day to be a Lance Stroll fan. Terrible weekend. Hate it for my guys. Uh, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back doing it. Elizabeth, how did you feel when that crash happened? I literally hooted and hollered at my TV screen, like literally yelled. I was but in so a upset. in a bad way. In a bad way. Like, I was so mad. I couldn't believe it. It was a nasty crash, too. So good he got out of it with nothing but a little bit of pain, all things considered. And then we got into Q2. The Red Bulls apparently didn't have much pace, and Sergio Perez spun out while Max Verstappen struggled to find speed compared to the Haas team. It was terrible. We thought he had barely made it into Q3, but then rookie Liam Lawson came out with a flying lap and knocked him out of the contention. By seven thousandths of a second. Mm-hmm. Dropped Verstappen down into 11th, which means that he was eliminated. It was a bit of a shock, all things considered. Uh, it was beautiful. I couldn't believe that it actually had happened. Go Liam Lawson. Uh, Max said, I don't know if you saw that, but that was shocking. Absolutely shocking experience. 
<laughs> uh, which I thought was really funny. Do we think Max actually enjoyed getting eliminated in Q2? Because like he had some like challenge. I don't know if he enjoyed it per se. I think he would have rather been beaten if he was going to be beaten fair and square on the track, not knocked out of qualifying by Liam Lawson. So true. I actually. think this is the most, uh, <laughs> in retrospect, maybe the most obvious outcome that could have happened to Red Bull after the 10 win streak of Max Verstappen. I've heard a, a lot of different reasons for why they were struggling so much at Singapore. They brought the wrong setup. Also, the flexible wing technical directive came out, which uh, kind of nerfed one of Red Bull's many secret weapons, I think. But also, it could have just been a little bit of hubris as well. Uh, I think, obviously, Red Bull's season has been going extremely well. A lot of speculation before this race that, hey, maybe they could sweep the rest of the tracks, which I bought into. But in hindsight, it makes a lot of sense that they, this would be the weekend that everything kind of fell apart for Red Bull. And not, not in like a cosmic grand scheme of things way, but in like a very hum, human way, I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of pressure to live up to. I think they did a great job getting all of those wins racked up, but then also yeah. something had to give. Mm-hmm. There's like rarely ever a perfect season. And I'm sure the producers of Drive to Survive, their little hands came together. They they were just salivating <laughs> at some drama finally for Red Bull. For the Red Bull ep- this is the Red Bull episode right here for the show. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You are like, so right. I didn't even think of that. That's going to be This is the German one. Grand Prix, the Hockenheim Ring episode. They weren't wearing lederhosen this time, but very similar. <laughs> Knocked out in Q2 were Pierre Gasly, Sergio Perez, Alex Albon, Yuki Tsunoda, and Max Verstappen. That is a wild lineup right there. And Ferrari had a wild qualifying session. They did great, particularly Carlos Sainz, who has just been like sending it all over the place, right? So mm-hmm. aside from Ferrari, Lando put up really great times. So Q3 was really just Lando and Ferrari. But then comes George Russell. And the top three on the grid on Sunday were Carlos Sainz on pole. Second time in a row, this dude is out there going for it. Second place was George Russell. Third was Charles Leclerc. And Lando ended up fourth. This was really, really interesting to me. I was like, wait, we have a Q3 without the Red Bulls in it? Like, what are they doing with their time? Like, are they just going home? What's going on? <laughs> like, are they going to go to the hotel and take a nap? Like, they, they, they got they're having an extended engineering session and they're all sitting around a computer going, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? I got to know what that debrief session was like after the session. Can you imagine Christian Horner after getting knocked out in Q2? His golden boy, Max Verstappen, does not make Q3. Yeah, you got to wonder who at the team kind of took responsibility for that or uh, if none was taken. If no one did. Well, (laughs) if it were my responsibility, I would have left. I would have just. (laughs) You would have never heard from me again. (laughs) No, no, you would hear from me again. And you know what I would have said? I would have said food poisoning, because when you say you have food poisoning, no one asks any questions. Like, okay. I've been like, oh, oh, sorry, Christian, food poisoning. Mm, 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 mm. It was not pretty, Christian. Mm, mm. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you do wonder that? how many events throughout history were affected by bubble guts. 
So I, I actually read something very interesting the other day, and it was that the Mercedes Grand Prix team in the 1930s was one of the first teams to assemble information packages about the races that it would send its drivers to. So when they did the Carrera Panamericana through all of Mexico, Mercedes equipped its drivers with, like, tons and tons of, like, here's all the foodborne illnesses, don't drink the water, here's how you do X, Y, Z, which was, like, I thought that was super cool. Like, you don't really... Hmm. We all know these things now, but may- like maybe you wouldn't have thought about that in 1953. Uh, but I thought that was neat. But I mean, also, I end up getting food poisoning whenever I travel. So like maybe we still need packets. You can go onto the secretary or the, the Department of State's website, travel. Uh, they, they, they'll, there's a page for every country telling you, hey, don't drink the water here. Oh, oh, but just the water. Oh, see, my problem is I go to the IHOP in Brooklyn by the mall, and then it's over for me. What? Wait. (laughs) I was there. I was there. Let's get into this race. (sighs) The Singapore Grand Prix started off a little slow, Mm -hmm. and then a safety car came out. So what happened? Our poor... Sweet American son Logan Sargent crashed and in the process broke off chunks of his front wing. So this happened around lap 20. He did manage to like drive it back to the pits, but you know, you're just dropping things everywhere. Um, And it was, it was interesting because then we got a little bit of the strategy, which is what made this race so crazy. Uh, Everyone but the Red Bulls and Valtteri Bottas pitted because those drivers were on hearts. So this was a big thing for the strategy, especially for Red Bull. They started Max on hards, hoping he would kind of charge ahead and be able to take advantage of the fact that he'd be able to drive longer on those tires while everyone else would be pitting. So it didn't work. Uh, Around lap 32, (laughs) he said, it's like driving on ice. And Nolan, let's let you give us. Yeah, well, we usually talk about how Red Bull, we talk about them first because they were so dominant in a race, but. We're going to talk about them first today because they didn't win this week. Yes, Max had a rough weekend and spent the early bit of the race not really listening to GP, continuously trying to push. The announcers quipped, it's like telling Usain Bolt to have a jog. Now, a great, great quip, just on the nose. Checo, famously good at managing his tires, similarly had a bad time towards the end of the race. On lap 59, he and Alex Albon had a bit of a tussle, and he ended up with a post-race five-second time penalty. That was for, like, pushing him out, right? So, yeah, Albon, like, took a corner, and then Checo was flying up through his inside. You wouldn't have been able to tell, and just, like, bonked Albon out of the way. It was not the first time that Checo had smacked into someone in the race. I think he hit Magnuson as well, but I can't remember exactly. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Checo the one complaining early on that Lewis Hamilton knocked into him or pushed him off track or something? Checo was like, he's pushing me off. He's pushing me off. Give me the spot back or something, right? Yes. The man doesn't know what's up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he said, get me the spot now, which is genuinely so funny. Formula One is such another world because they're like, hey, he stuck his toe out the wrong way. I saw his pinky toe on his foot camera. Give me the spot, please. And it's like he thought about (laughs) cheating. He thought about it. I'm so sick of this now. I'm getting so tired of it. I had to write this down early in the race. 
It was coming out of a turn. Hamilton was making the move on Perez and happens to go over the line, right, over the curb a little bit. It looked like he went all the way off the track, and the announcers were like, oh, the the, the stewards will be having a look at that, and I, I had to stop and write down this note that I'm so sick of hearing that stuff. I don't care. I'm not here to watch the stewards make decisions. I'm not. I'm over it. I'm here to watch racing. That's why IndyCar is sick to watch because these guys do the craziest shit every single time. And it's like the Zanardi pass at Laguna Seca back in the late 80s, right? Like if the F1 stewards were at that race, it wouldn't be so iconic. And it's like, sure, going off track. I understand why it's so scrutinized, but because just the nature of the sport, this is the the, the top rung of motorsport. Like you're going so fast that like the rules now dictate how you finish i don't know it's just it sucks it's annoying and i'm tired of it i always go back to this and it is that ross chastain who finished i believe second in the nascar cup series championship last year would chase off every formula one steward to ever participate in a race ever if they had to officiate him once so the cure to this nolan is to just make them officiate ross chastain once and all of them will quit There will be no stewards. It'll be good. And this is because Ross Chastain will look at the rules and he'll go, okay, I know how to get around this. Like the one time it was, I think last year at Indianapolis, there was a rule in the NASCAR race on the Indy road course that if for like safety or congestion reasons, you need to use the access road instead of the racetrack, Mm -hmm. you can use it. And Ross just purposely went straight onto the access road to get the lead of the race. And it was technically he followed the rules. They penalized him anyway, but it was NASCAR's fault because they didn't write the rules right. And then at Martinsville, he just sends it along the wall without breaking. It's iconic. Iconic. The sport is so defined by rules and regulations. Everything's so tightly Mm -hmm. uh, regulated and scrutinized. I understand that this is how we've kind of cornered ourselves into this thing but like when you're watching a race maybe maybe we're used to it because we've been longtime viewers and we'll get back to the the race quickly here but like we're kind of used to it but i just have to imagine that new fans of the sport there's a risk of them being turned away because so much stuff gets deliberated it's not just driving on track that the sides are finishing positions like when someone gets passed now it's like half the time the driver will complain to their team about it and it's like just race Mm -hmm. it's been a problem for a while but it got extremely bad after charlie whiting died charlie whiting was like historically the race director for for ages knew the rule books inside and out so now everything no one knows what they're doing the way that he did so now everyone is just confused and like has no clue and so everything has to be deliberated everyone has to tattle on each other they were doing it before but it wasn't it just didn't feel like it was as bad I also think it goes back to a core issue of your most viral moments in sports are the ones that could be a little debatable, right? Mm -hmm. And if you have that moment and all it is is officiated afterward, it takes away from what it is and it also doesn't have the correct effect on potential new audiences. And also, what are you going to do? Like, you can't, Formula One can't promote that as, like, a cool moment of the race because they said, actually, that was bad. Mm-hmm. So they've put themselves mm-hmm. into a corner to take, like, they've taken away all of the enjoyment. Why do we need to do this? Just let them, let them send it and honestly see what happens. <laughs> 
The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. There was some enjoyment later on because Mm -hmm. you know who won this race? Carlos Sainz. And, And wait for it. Hell is freezing over because strategy helped him win it but also it was kind of his his strategy strategy. his strategy did it (laughs) it was his strategy not theirs (laughs) man carlos freaking killed it and you know last night i posted on my story for like two seconds it was a picture of carlos pouring champagne on his head i was like future champ post and then like 30 seconds later i took it down because you know what i don't want to add to that pressure cooker okay i don't want (laughs) to contribute to that being nice to carlos i do think yeah i think this is a Hugely pivotal season for Carlos Sainz in the context of the dynamic within Ferrari. We'll get, I guess we can expand on that in a sec because I want to hear more about how we did it. Yes. So Carlos led almost the entire race. Okay. And a third of the way through, he was told to keep the pack together. Now this might seem kind of weird, right? Why do you want to keep everyone together? You would rather string them out and get really far ahead of them and lap some of them, right? No, the goal here was to not give the Mercedes drivers a gap so that they couldn't two-stop the race and use their medium tires for strategy. So the idea was, let's let's keep them in a pearl necklace line. That way, if Mercedes pits, they go to the end of the pearl necklace and they are screwed. So they cannot use those medium tires to their advantage. Eventually, they got, they got that opening. They got to put on those tires. And they started storming through the field, right? So 
Carlos did keep everyone bunched up really, really well. There were key moments to where if he pitted, he would have come out in 17th. That's how tight everyone was during this race. Like it was intense. But Mercedes got that opening for new tires and they went for it. And by the end of the race, they had caught the two leaders, Carlos over Lando. So Carlos is one, Lando is two. And it was literally a four car battle for the win at the end of this race. Like they caught him in the final yeah. few laps, right? The And the, the switch to mediums, you know, obviously part of the strategy. But I think we saw something we usually don't see from Mercedes, uh, which was a, a gamble. You know, they gambled on yeah, this mm-hmm. uh, double stack. They could have got caught behind these cars for a lot longer. It was like kind of a ballsy move from them, which really surprised me because in past episodes, we've talked about how Red Bull is the one that's usually rolling the dice and Mercedes usually plays it too safe to their usually to their detriment. And I, I had to give them mad props. I give them mad props for doing this, especially with a double stack under a safety car. It was awesome. Yeah. I do think, though, it was less of a gamble than it could have been. Like, there were a lot of gambling elements to it. But at the end of the day, they would have been so fast that if nothing went wrong on pit lane, it was either finished, like, between third and fifth or sixth anyway on the old tires without switching or come back through the field and finish there anyway or potentially win. So given everything going right on pit lane – it was less of a gamble than it could have been, which is why I think Mercedes went for it. It was a safe gamble, a safe roll of the dice. It was like sorry, if you will. Instead of rolling the dice on a table when the dice can fall off said table, it stayed within a nice little pop cap thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, the dice were safe yeah. for Mercedes. Or maybe Boggle. Is that the game we're playing here? I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway. One of them. <laughs> but I do think this is really interesting. So... They pit and they come out and they are pretty far behind the cars in front of him. Like I remember at one time, George had like like a 12 mm-hmm. second gap mm-hmm. from him to the car in front of him. And you were just watching George just slice into this gap. It was really, really cool to watch. And then there was a turning point once all four of those cars were lined up. So it was Carlos, Lando, George and Lewis. There was a turning point where George kind of fell off in comparison to Lewis, and Lewis was the mm-hmm, faster car. Mm-hmm. And Lewis comes over the radio, and he's like, tell George to pick it up. Tell him to pick it up. Tell him to pick it up. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, y'all are ridiculous. Just pass each other. Stop playing politics. Just pass each other. Anyway, so what was really interesting is we get this train of four cars oh, so at the good. end. It is a four-car battle for the win. It was super good. And here's what's crazy. Ferrari comes over the radio and says, And Carlos goes, Oh, so cool. So Here cool. Here he is thinking about this and thinking, okay, if I give Lando DRS, but I keep him still about a second behind me, but I give him DRS, I create a DRS train. And if I create a DRS train, it is harder for the cars at the end of that train to pass the cars in front of them because everyone has DRS. And my goal is for the Mercedes to not pass Lando because if they pass Lando, my tires are shot and they're going to pass me because I'm not going to have DRS. So he gives Lando DRS to buffer himself from the Mercedes and it works. He wins. When on the Sky F1 broadcast, when the announcers realized this was happening after that quote, after that radio message, 
Crofty says, quote, like a naughty schoolboy, Carlos Sainz has backed Lando Norris into the clutches of the two Mercedes, then scampered off into the distance. And I had to replay that three times because I did not believe what I heard. It was the funniest thing I'd ever heard on this, oh my God. On, on this show here. Uh, so funny. Here's a question, because I will listen to American sporting commentators when they've like, like, you know, they've rehearsed this. They have this written down and you'll listen to them deliver this line and it'll be like some really witty line. But you're like, you didn't come up with that on the fly. Like, you definitely had that written down. You rehearsed it. Do we feel like commentators from other places just sound cooler because they have a different accent? Like, would people who also have their accent go, no, you sound corny, and we just think it's cool because they have a different um, accent? I think that's very possible, but there is nothing about that that sounded cool to me. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, it's no, like, no, no. That one it's like they have ridiculous. a repertoire yeah. of phrases that they use. Oh, yeah. And then, yes. like, Crofty just kind of, like, pieced out five of them together and threw it into <laughs> a little mix and hoped it worked there, and it kind of didn't. No, I was just, I was thinking about that this weekend because, yes, that wasn't, a, like, an example of that, but sometimes you hear them say something interesting. Like, there was that one iconic quote. It's like, through goes Lewis Hamilton, and it's like, would it sound like would it sound like that if it were an American accent or would we all just think it was corny? Tell us what you think. Donut Donut Racing Show at donutmedia.com. Send us an email. There we go, Elizabeth. Thoughts. Nice plug. Um, as for Charles Leclerc, our boy, he did a good job supporting his teammate, but he had a long pit stop mm-hmm. during the first safety car that could have turned oh, things yeah. for him. He lost like mm. ten places almost, right? It, it was rough. It was it was a rough deal. Um ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, he still managed to keep Max Verstappen, of all people, behind him on the final lap, and he finished P4. Man, okay, so I alluded to this earlier. I mean, we've talked about this in past episodes. You know, everyone, everyone is hyping up Charles Leclerc, like he's the second coming, like he's the god uh, set to take Ferrari all the way, but I, I think Carlos is. You know, I think Carlos, he's had, he has, this is a second victory. Um, but just such a consistent driver. And, you know, now with the new t- uh, team principal in Frederick Vassar, like if Ferrari produces a winning car for next season or maybe probably two seasons, I think we're going to we're going to have a hell of a battle for the title with the lightning rod Leclerc and the ever charging forward, churning those feet, thundercloud that is. Carlos signs. I love Carlos. Carlos is my guy. I gotta buy some Carlos gear. Uh, That'll cost a lot of I know. money. Oh my god! Um, you want to talk about mo- when I was in Monaco? Of course, that oh car no. collection was closed, but guess their gift shop was open. Of course. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, hats yeah. were ninety five dollars. No. Uh, oh, sorry, ninety five euros. So that'd be o- over a hundred dollars. Oh. No, 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 no. I have two discussion topics for the class here. One, do we think Charles Charles has been like put through the washing machine a lot worse than Carlos? Because despite Ferrari saying our drivers are equal, they are there is no one and no two, generally the like the public puts the weight of Ferrari on Charles's shoulders. So do we think he has been put through the washing machine on the worst cycle and is now just like 
he's having a rough yeah. one. And Carlos has kind of been in the background like, I'm here. Uh, nobody's blaming me for anything. I'm good. And now he's just like taking over. Do we think that's a I thing? I think that's totally possible. So my second discussion topic for the class is Charles has a really long name. I'm going to read it for you. It's Charles Mark Hervé Percival Leclerc. Would Charles Leclerc be more powerful in the public eye <laughs> among all the women uh-huh. and among all <laughs> of the, the Formula One fans ever? Do you know where this yeah. is going? I think so. If he went by Percy or Percival. Percival Leclerc. <laughs> no, like, no joke. I'm taking us back to Percy Jackson, the lightning thief. <laughs> Everyone loved Percy Jackson, the lightning thief. Everyone thinks the name Percy is hot. If he went by Percy, <laughs> Christina, our producer Christina is looking at me. No, no, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. No, because Percy, be the powerful? Percy I know is the Percy Percival. the train. From Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> no, and that guy was no, a punk. Okay, no, Charles, Charles is the name of the guy. Charles is the name of the guy who reads the blog you wrote about a Silverado and is like, I have a Silverado. Stop being mean. Whereas Percival. Yeah, I think Percival Leclerc, he's like a guy that drives for like Manor or like Minority. In like 2011, no, and has if, like one if season. If you are from like, Monaco, if you are from Monaco, Percival. and your name is Percival Leclerc, you are getting your head like you are getting swirled by everyone on the way yeah, up your ladder to the Formula no, One. Okay, they're no, stealing but, your lunch money because they know you're a rich boy. No, but we're not talking about his classmates. We're talking about the girlies. We are talking about the girls. Doesn't matter. He would be here. His name was Percival. Okay. It'd be a whole different okay. story. Okay. I, I. <laughs> no, I'm right. Votes. I'm right. We have we have three women. We have three women in our staff here. We have three women in this call. We've got Alanis, Liz, and producer Christina. I want to vote. Is Percy or Percival a, a hot name? Yes. No, okay. It's better than Charles. Is it? No, no, no. That's not the question. Is it better than Charles? It's not, though, because it's not Charles. It's Charles. Yeah, Charles. Nolan, what it's is it? Different. No, it no, is, no, 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 no. What does Nolan say? I, again, it doesn't I think, matter I what Nolan per- says. Percival, He's not a Leclerc girl. Percival is too far in the other direction. I hear no, what you're saying. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Charles. Charles is no. cool. Charles is sophisticated. No. It's not Charlie. If the girlies are reading a book about a Formula One driver, is his name Charles or is it Percy? That's a good point. It's that's Percival. a good point. It's Percy. That's a great point, but that's it's because Percy. it's so on the nose. If that's a, a real book. person, it's just too much. It's like it's just it's cringy if it's a real person. We are going to put a poll on our Twitter account at Donut Racing Show. Please come tell Elizabeth and Nolan and producer Christina that they are wrong and I am Ooh. right. Actually, you can't even tell me I'm wrong because I deleted my Twitter account. Yeah, he's not on there. So Nolan won't see. So come say anything mean you would like about Nolan's opinions <laughs> about Percival. And he won't be able to see it at Donut Racing Show on Twitter. Come vote. Come let me win, please. I really want to win this one. Um, My discussion crashed and burned among Nolan and Elizabeth. But there were some actual crashes in the race. And I think Elizabeth is going to tell us about them. <laughs> On the day of our Lord, Stebby's 27th birthday, uh, his hopes and dreams crashed when his car died on lap 43. Uh, This man, we let out the world's saddest screech of no. No! No! That rivaled Charles Leclerc's, but it was so much 
more concise, so much more punctuated, so short. Like, he couldn't even get the whole word out. It was so sad. Uh, you can hear in the, the audio his car dying on the onboard, and then him coming over and just being so sad. No! No! The big crash of the weekend was George Russell. Mm. Uh, coming into the last laps of the race, he was in P3. He was fighting it out. He was going to hold that position over Lewis Hamilton. And then he lost his tires. So early in the race, he figured out Ferrari's strategy because as we have established, he's a supervillain who knows these things. <laughs> uh, and he said, it looks like they're going to sacrifice Leclerc in the sense that they will maintain Carlos Sainz's lead. He was not wrong. He was not wrong in the slightest. On lap 18, came over the radio to ask, let me know what our best shot of winning this race is. What do I need to do? So he's told pressure Ferrari. He decides he can go for the win when they do that double pit stop during the virtual safety car. That really gave them the opportunity to charge up the field and be able to push. And with those fresher tires, both Mercedes uh, teammates pushed ahead of Leclerc and got, but they did get stuck behind Lando Norris. And it looked, it looked like they were just going to finish that one, two, three, four. And then on the final lap, uh, Poor old George lost control of his car, hit the barrier. He brushed the wall and then, like, full nose into the barrier so bad. Oh. He also went and screamed no, but in a much not sad way. Like, it sounded like he'd already resigned himself to the fact that he had hit the wall. Uh, no! No! Question about driver screams. We know they have to press the talk button to talk to their team, right? <laughs> They're doing do they do, it on purpose. Do, honestly, though, like I never thought about this until just are they pressing their talk button and screaming to their team? Yes. I feel like they I would have just have be. a moment to myself. Like I, I would just have a moment to myself. That's almost like, crazier if that's true. <laughs> that's insane. They need the sound bite, Nolan. That's insane. They need the soundbite, Nolan. This is okay. Gotta, oh my god, dude! Oh my god! When I used to play like i racing and stuff, I had to tell myself not to push the talk button all the time because I was annoying people, and also it's just a bad look. <laughs> like when you get on the mic and like yell at somebody for doing something stupid, but like this is crazy. They have to push the talk button to scream. Yeah, they're 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 pushing that talk button and they are going. These are these are men who are you should see in Nolan. This, right I feel like uh, this is. You guys are not giving this the craziness that I like. That's <laughs> you have to make a con that. Oh my god! Okay. No, I'm, what I am saying is that these are men raised in a very enclosed environment. They're raised they in a have, vacuum. They have had free reign to voice their feelings to everyone forever, all the time, in That's their true. circle. And so it comes oh as god, no surprise to me that they're going to be on the radio first thing and like. Hooting and hollering I, because they're mad. Okay, I know what's going on here. Elizabeth and I recognize that people like this will say whatever because they say whatever to us. Like, I will have dudes say the most out-of-pocket stuff to me. I will have dudes be like, do you know how to, like, drive a car? And I'm like, I'm literally <laughs> here for my job, which is driving cars. So, like, Elizabeth and I are not surprised because... <laughs> 
people say this to us all the time. I see where your surprise is That's coming like, from. But Nolan. you have like, to push the button. I get it. To, and yes. Then, you're, like, but they, they want to be heard. That's, okay. That's why that sounded weird, though, is because he probably already did scream when he crashed. Like, oh, okay. And then, yeah. like, you got to, like, push the button. And you're like, <clears throat> No, no. no. <laughs> Just a little, throw a little something out there oh for the team God. so they know you feel bad. That's so crazy. That's so, this is so crazy to me. I, I How have I not thought of this yet? This is insane. Holy hell. The funniest part of this is that our producer, Christina, deleted all, like, all of her social media apps so she wouldn't see what happened with the raise. And then we got a wonderful email to Donut Racing Show at donutmedia.com that said, please have everyone reenact the no's. And Christina was like, well, why, what do they say a no for? What's going on? And so it's she literally nuts. got a spoiler to Dude, the Dude, I got a spoiler. Address. I woke up because of my jet lag. I woke up at like five in the morning. The race had not started yet, or it was like uh. ongoing. But like I, someone I forget who it was. They kept tagging us in their stories. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. So yes. I was like, oh yeah. okay, cool, got it. I got everything. I know everything now. <laughs> <laughs> someone who did not have to press the button won Liam Lawson for Alpha Tauri. In his third F1 race weekend, the rookie managed to outqualify Max Verstappen. Had a little battle with him as well late Ooh. in the race. Uh, he did not win that battle, but it was still fun to watch. <laughs> and he landed P9 for his very first points. Liz, is this a loint? Uh, no, this does not count as loints. Loints are reserved for Logan Sorensen. This is a leoint a because of Liam, L-I. Leoint. <laughs> well, he got his. He got two leoints, uh, so pretty well, cool. <laughs> Because we had a full we had a full discussion about this um, when Liam joined the grid, and we were like, "Well, loints seem a little a little bit of a a little bit of a dream, right? It doesn't seem like we're really going to get any loints anytime soon. So could we get loints from Liam? And then we decided, no, 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 because it could be loints with two L's, like Liam Lawson, Yoinks. or it could be leoints, yeah. and leoints is just leoints felt right." Well, yeah, uh, very. It was, dude. This kid, this kid's uh, impressing so he far. He rips. Yeah, he's good. It was really sad after the race. Um, the F1 TV broadcast, like Will Buxton, was interviewing Lawson and was like, "Okay, so for the next race," and Lawson was like, "Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna be here." Was <laughs> <Aww. laughs> so sad. I am surprised that they uh, they haven't given Daniel like the. Um, the super elite rich person uh, stem cell juice for his inject hand, inject him, with, him with a bunch of different things. Cause I feel like other drivers have broken stuff in the past. Like when, uh, like when um, stroll Lance stroll Lance. fell off his bike mm-hmm. and he was like back the next weekend. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. I think Daniel, his hands is broken g- like five places or something like that. So yeah. Then again, Lance has his dad's money, and that's billionaire status. And I don't think Daniel Ricardo is near that or has those people yeah, yet. Yeah, probably not. So we might be getting the rich people injections from the billionaire status, oh, not the many, many yeah. millionaire status. It, it you is see? different. Yeah. Do these guys have health insurance? Uh, most of the time, race car drivers have to provide that's their own health insurance. That's what I'm thinking, insurance. yeah. 
Like the teams, they're typically contractors for the teams and they're signed as contractors. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I'm talking about America. I'm talking about the the most messed up health system in the oh, world. Yeah. This is Europe. Oh, yeah. I don't know how it works in Europe. They, I guess they just can go to the hospital. I got to say, when we were going over there, I was like, is, are there any procedures I could have done right now? Can I just walk <laughs> into this, this Portuguese hospital and uh, get something done real quick? <laughs> You know who else was forgettable this weekend? Aston Martin. Totally forgettable. Wow. Um, Lance Stroll did not make the grid. Poor guy was recovering from his crash during qualifying, but I bet he's got some billionaire injections. I'm sure he'll be back and good to go very, very soon. Fernando Alonso got a five-second penalty for going over a white line while entering pit lane during that first that safety car. Weird. It seemed like a few drivers had mm-hmm. issues with the pit lane this weekend. And then Fernando's race, it got even worse. Like, he's run over the lizard. He's going over the the white lines. And then around lap 42, he said the car was undrivable. Maybe it's because you got lizard guts in it, dude. Maybe if you (laughs) hadn't hit the lizard, you would be fine, Fernando. Anyway, car is undrivable, which begs the question, is Cranky Fernando coming back? We God, miss Cranky Fernando. We want him to be old and angry again. We need the nursing home vibes. I feel like he's put in his time and shown that he's the better of the two drivers on the team. So, so like now he doesn't have to yeah, he doesn't have to stay on Lawrence Stroll's good side anymore. He can just go for it. It's time to be crusty Fernando again. Let's go. Um so lap 45, he had a 25.8 second pit stop. Oh yeah, man. Rough good stuff. rough deal. Lap 47, he goes off track. The car just did not turn, but he gets going again. He, he's rolling. Um, He finished P15, which in this race was last of the cars that actually finished. So Oof. rough. Um, but Fernando set a record. He became the first driver in F1 history by virtue of the fact that he's old <laughs> to complete 100,000 kilometers under race conditions. That means he's been around the world in a Formula One car twice, awesome. which seems like it would be really uncomfortable on your butt. Oh, yeah. But then again, racing seats just squeeze my butt because I have big hips. So maybe it's like more comfortable for Fernando. I don't know. They squeeze my big hips, too. So I know where you're, what you're, where you're coming from. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, they they really get me. They, it's rough in there. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Yuki Tsunoda got a puncture early on and DNF'd, uh, but they didn't get a safety car because he was responsible and stopped behind the barriers, which kind of disappointing. I think everyone should just stop in the middle of the track and make yes. it all of our problems. Uh, Kevin Magnuson got in trouble for pushing Pierre Gasly off the road. Um, I don't, I couldn't find if he got a black and white flag for that. Um, but not great from the Haas driver. Very, very, uh, maybe don't do that. Still got points though. And Valtteri, a wonderful mulleted man, also DNF'd. That happened toward the end of the race. And like no one noticed because we were all freaking out about the top four drivers 
Uh, lap mm-hmm. 51, he overheated. It was over. Uh, very sad for him. Here's another discussion topic. His team has been so bad this year. Alfa Romeo has been just awful this year. And here's my question. If Valtteri Bottas and Joe Guan Yu were not as cool as they are, would we completely forget that they oh, exist? Yeah. I forget that I forget that they exist during the race. And then outside of the racing, I'm like, oh, there's Valtteri's ass again. Oh, there's Joe <laughs> Guan Yu looking cute in his little fashion outfits. You yeah. know, that's the only time I think about them. I don't think that's about why them when that they're on That has track. to be no, why true. they re-signed both drivers for next year. Literally. That literally is what is holding that team above water. That's how we no. know who they are. You're so right, because like if they had boring drivers, no one would pay attention. Here's another question. Valtteri was he was interesting when he was at Mercedes, but at a lower level than this. Do we think he upped the interesting because he knew he would be somewhat irrelevant on track at different points, like at different points in different seasons? Like you're not always going to be irrelevant, but when you're in a mid to backpack team, you have an up and ups and downs, right? Like some seasons you're like a ninth place team and sometimes you're a fifth place team. I think team. in terms of interesting, I think it's just the fact that like there's so much less pressure on him this mm-hmm. season and last season. You know, when you're at Mercedes at that top level and your teammate is literally one of the greatest of all time, like I don't think you have <laughs> you don't have leeway to have fun you can't be posting you can't like post your ass um so (laughs) i think i think it's just like the less pressure on valtteri has like let him open up a little bit more i don't think it's like a conscious decision necessarily i think it's just like the circumstances of of the team that he's on now interesting i thought to a degree it could be a pr move to keep him like relevant and keep him in conversation it could also just be natural it could be one of the two yeah i think you know he's finished right like i think that's part of it like (laughs) Finns are interesting people uh and they're kind of quirky and i think that's just how it is (laughs) so to sum it all up the podium was carlos signs lando norris and lewis hamilton then we had charlotte claire max verstappen in fifth Pierre Gasly and Oscar Piastri. Then came Sergio Perez, Liam Lawson with the loints, and Kevin Magnussen to round out the top 10 and thus the final points. The fastest lap went to Lewis Hamilton. Driver of the day was obviously Carlos Sainz. And our many DNFs were Yuki Tsunoda, Esteban Ocon, George Russell, and Valtteri Bottas. So I think we need to do a debrief um, as the resident Lance Stroll fan and the Mm -hmm. resident new Esteban Ocon fan about how we feel after this weekend. Um, Elizabeth, was there, was there a hole in your heart while you were watching this race? Honestly, I didn't even know if I wanted to wake up on Sunday morning um, without (laughs) Lance Stroll starting. Uh, The race was at seven o'clock central time. That is awful dang early. I was like, is there, is it even worth it? Why do, what do I'm going to do? Like, there's nothing is going to be as interesting as watching Lance Stroll finish 12th. Um, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> it turned out all right in the end. so honest. Oh, Listen, so you gotta, honest. you got to love your boys. Uh, I was a Manor Marisha fan. I know how she rolls. Uh, I'm, I'm, honestly, I was really sad, though. I hope he does feel better and gets to come back for Japan because he, he gives me joy. I forgot that like just outside of the points is like right where you're used to being anyway. So like this was mm-hmm. a good pick. This, this was a good we're pick always for you. we're always chasing those points. 
So I'm at that point in Esteban Ocon fandom where it's still kind of a bit. And so I don't feel it in my heart yet. So, you know, you've seen those TikToks. Yes, exactly. So you've seen those TikToks, right? Where people are like, I'm going to start going for walks and eating healthy as a bit. And then it's just going to become what I do. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at with Esteban Ocon. But over the next weeks and months, I believe I will start feeling Esteban Ocon's pain as my own. And when his car just dies on the track... I will be extremely hurt and sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Currently, I'm just like, oh, man, there goes my boy. Like, he was running sixth, and now he's not running at all, right? Mm-hmm. Give me a few weeks. You'll get Give there. me a few months, and you will start Let to hear the pain in my voice when something let happens. Let the bit settle or the joy. in. you got to yeah. let the bit settle in. It has to go from mm-hmm. bit to real, and mm-hmm. currently, we're still in the bit stage, Esteban, I'm cheering for you. It's going to get real. I'm going to follow you on Instagram so I can watch what you're doing. Please don't post anything cringy or annoying because then it's going to make it more difficult and I will have to unfollow you and distance myself and create a version of you that doesn't exist. So post good things and this will go faster. Thank you. I thought it was a great race. Uh, Really exciting. Imagine that. Um, Yeah, I think we're seeing the tectonic plates shift a little bit over at Ferrari. Hopefully, by next season, they can really take the fight to Red Bull, especially with these new regulations with those flexi wings. We might see something. We might see something happen. They're looking pretty good. And also, it's worth noting that Hamilton is now third in the World Drivers' Championship after passing Alonso in the rankings. So, uh, this is this is a good this is good stuff. It was the lizard. The lizard told Fernando, no more third place for it's you. It's possible. It's the curse of the lizard. We have the curse of the dead Ferrari drivers. Now we have the curse of the dead lizard. Ouch. All right. It's time for Boyfriend of the Week. You know how this goes. One week only. Schoolyard rules. Who's our Boyfriend of the Week? I've got a good one. I I am selecting George Russell as my Boyfriend of the Week. Not for anything he did during the race, but for his posts on social media afterward. His post reads, Heartbreaking into the race, we went bold and it so nearly paid off, but it's these tiny margins that make the difference between victory and defeat. Proud of the team tonight and gutted I didn't deliver the result they deserved. I'll be back stronger. This is paired with a photo of him. <laughs> shirtless. Of him just shirtless. Shirtless. Just showing off his muscles. God bless you. I'm so like this man bounced right back. I don't even need to feel sad for him. He's just fine. He's fine. He knows he's hot. He's fine. I I was having a hard time picking my boyfriend of the week this week, honestly. And then I saw that last night and I was like, actually, no, I've got it. I almost picked the lizards, but we talked about the lizards a lot. So I think they got their credit. Um, My boyfriend of the week is we've talked about this a few times since we introduced the idea. And uh, it was probably like a couple months ago when I said, if you are a man who thinks he could land a commercial airplane, who does not have airplane training, mm-hmm. leave us a five-star review on on Apple or Spotify or whatever and tell us that you think you could land a plane. So we got a review about a month ago and the title is, I could do it. And then we got five <laughs> stars and it says, oh. I could... I could land an Airbus A380 on a two-lane rural highway better than Max Verstappen could drive an F1 car to P1 from the back of the pack. 
And I just thought this was a hilarious, like hilarious timing because Max Verstappen did not make it to P1 this weekend. So I don't know if this person is like giving themselves full credit or if they're giving themselves partial credit and saying Max cannot always drive to P1. But I thought that was a beautiful rating. Five stars. Land in a commercial airplane. Two lane highways. Uh, the preferred lane width <laughs> is 12 feet, which probably makes a, a, a highway around uh, 26, eh, 24 <laughs> to 26 feet wide. A380, their landing gear width is 36 feet, one inch. So I think uh, you'd have your wheels on either side of that highway there. Oof. Making for a pretty rough landing. But hey, maybe it could work. I don't know. Oh, got to got to find one with a shoulder. That's right. Big shoulder, big bike lane. Big no shoulders. Cyclists. You don't want to put anyone at risk. Okay, my no. boyfriend of the week is Hamon Ibirico, dry aged <laughs> pork leg, very thinly sliced, so delicious. Uh, put that with some brie cheese on a nice crisp light bread there. You got yourself a sandwich. Oh. Nolan, go mm-hmm. drink some water. I, I've been drinking water all episode. I'm hydrated. I'm good to go. I'm ready to eat some pork leg. <laughs> On that note, thank you for listening to the Donut Racing Show. We'll be back next week to talk about the Japanese Grand Prix. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe and tell all your friends to tune into the Donut Racing Show. And if you would like to leave us a five-star and kindly worded review that helps us out, we also have an email address, donutracingshow at donutmedia.com, so please get in touch. Here is a email we got recently. Hey, y'all, it's Tony. Been a car guy for a long time and got into F1 a little bit through Daniel Ricardo's funny Instagram presence, then more after my wife showed me Drive to Survive. In the most recent episode, somebody once again shouted out how Alanis says hi, and I just want to formally show some love for the way Elizabeth says calendar. <laughs> I was just about to say calendar. Calendar. <laughs> calendar. Thanks for holding it down for us Midwestern folks. Thank you for making a podcast that's actually works. Listening to Much Love, Tony. You're welcome, Tony. I am here. I was discussing this with my brother the other day because I was like, someone was telling, Alanis was saying on the podcast, I say vag weird. And then he said bagel. And I was like, bagel. that's the other word I say weird. That's you the say bagel. bagel. There's also a long one you say. There's also a long one you say, and I don't know what it is, but you'll say it and I'll go, that's the one. That's the one. This is but a good you, bit. You do say vag. And I like how you said Alana says I say vag weird when in reality you just say vag because it's vague and you say vag. No one's told me. <laughs> no one else has said. <laughs> <laughs> To discover more ways Elizabeth pronounces words, make sure you subscribe to the show. Uh, if you're not familiar with Donut, we also have a YouTube channel. we got a bunch of car videos on there, as well as an automotive history podcast called Past Gas that you can find right here uh, on your podcast platform of choice, number one automotive podcast in the world. Follow DRS on X at Donut Racing Show and email us at Donut Racing Show at DonutMedia.com. I'm over the Twitter bit, okay? Uh Follow Alanis at Alanis N. King on Twitter and Instagram or X or whatever. She also has a YouTube called Alanis King. Follow Liz at Liz underscore Blackstock on Twitter slash X and Eliza Blackstock on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram or what's the in the, the blue sky. You have blue sky. I have Helen. blue sky. And I also have, have threads. threads. That's what's good. So good. I use it all the time. I don't even remember what it's called. I actually don't. Uh, follow me on threads and Instagram and 
blue sky, uh, which I'll probably also delete because that's boring. Uh, at Nolan J Sykes, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the show. Go outside, take a vacation. <laughs> Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.